Welcome, everybody. This is the latest episode from the podcast How to English Teach and Learn with Gav and M. And my name is Gav, and this is. I'm M. M, exactly. She's M. She needs to talk louder or nobody's going to hear her because I'm very loud. All right, I'm going to move closer to the microphone. Yeah, because we've got a very professional setup here. <laughs> Excellent. Soundproof、okay. and. Lots of、uh, tech, yeah, yeah. Yep, we've got、um, sound booth and everything ready, and、uh, the lights are on.、Um, recording is going. And M, do you know what we're going to talk about this time?、Mm, we are going to start on the big ones. How、we? to grammar? How to grammar? Okay, so are we going to look at this from both the teachers and the students' point of view? If you want, what do you think? I think we should try. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let, let's do it. Good. So、uh, you chose grammar. I noticed M, <laughs> the most difficult one. No,、oh, it was just the kind of obvious one, I guess, that you're going to have to do at some point. Okay. Everybody needs to learn grammar if they want to learn English、mm. or teach English. Yes. Yes. Good. All right. Good start. So、um, our focus today. In today's episode, is grammar. What is grammar?、Oh. <laughs> For me, it's like the construction of English. It's like ordering sentences. It's knowing the difference between nouns, adjectives, verbs, adverbs, prepositions, and all the names of the things, so that when you, as a learner or a student, say, "For example, I am happiness," your teacher will say. Are you sure you mean happiness? Because that's a noun. I think you need the adjective, and then you、that、think into your brain. That is a very and... interesting point, though, Gav. Because do you need to teach that? Do you need them to know the name? Do you need students to know the name? Do students need to know the names of all of these words and to to remember them? That's a very good question. Do all your students know the names? Of all these、no. different words, a lot of them do, though. I think my students generally do. Personally, I really think it helps. Yeah, that... that's that's how I taught to teach. I think. Yeah. But it wasn't how I learnt English. You didn't learn to English that way. I didn't learn to English, but I taught to teach no, that way. I think that's quite common. You don't learn the the names, the terminology. Depends you... which school you go to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, I definitely didn't. So、okay. it was a very.、Uh, Steep learning curve to、okay. become a teacher and learn all that, and I think it depends on the, the country, the culture, the education system as、yes. to whether those、um, countries will teach that. And generally, I'd say it helps. Okay, but, so、um, the names of the different types of words in English are—it's useful to know them because. You might well. For example, if you look in any grammar book, which is often what students do in order to、mm, learn yes, English, yes. it does tell you like use a noun here, or these are a series like examples of adjectives to、mm. describe feelings. And if you don't know what an adjective is, if you don't realise that it's preceded by be, like I am happy, he was happy, she was, yeah, R I R am is. Be etc. Then you might get stuck. Yeah. So let's just take this as that's how we're going to 
teach it. Yeah, yeah maybe. But, but we still can keep in mind the fact that people learn it, learn language very instinctively, and they just watch TV, learn a phrase, they might not know what the language is. But I, I do think it helps in the long run. It's a very different kind of um, learning teaching style, I think, to do it in a more organic way and learn chunks and you know um, sentences that don't you don't break it down you just sort of learn it by a a phrase yeah um but yeah i agree i think majority of my work is definitely telling them and explaining this is this and connects to that and okay so it's good to learn that at the beginning before you really get into the meat of teaching Mm. make sure they know these words these describing words yeah, and then I guess it, it's also the the time of the language, so you need to think about if it's past, present, future. That's also a big part of grammar. Tenses. Tenses. That's it. That, that's what comes to mind. Often when students say, I want to practice my grammar, they mean I need to improve my tenses. Yeah. Okay. And again, knowing the names, learning how they're formed and the structure is easier if you know the words that we've mentioned so. yeah that's true because you might need to know what type of verb it is even if it's in the mm. continuous if it's a gerund yeah okay okay yeah so You're it's right. a lot like a formula i think these sort of um tenses it works like a mathematical formula this plus this plus this yes i was thinking present participle not gerund that that's more like a noun isn't it oh, i'm not gonna pull you up on you your clarification, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> so you were saying? Um, I was saying that it's more like a formula. That yes. You have to just put these things together and definitely. then you sort of learn the pattern. I just, I'm wondering how um, that helps com- communication. Just, yeah. I think some students struggle with the the formula in their head. They're uh-huh. trying to think this plus this plus this, and it can slow down their fluency yeah. and make them a bit hesitant. I think they... a lot of them just ignore it. I think <laughs> I think you can teach it to them, and then they forget it, and then they just try to use it. And yeah. if you don't correct them, then they think they've got it. I'd love to know what is in their heads. So yeah. if anyone I think wants it's to a... tell me, that would be great. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small number of students who are very focused. They're like very practical students, and they need to see a linear explanation of how grammar works. Whereas with the others, they're just like, okay, kind of get it, and now let's practice. Yeah. That's the majority of my students. Just repetition, maybe. If you're trying to teach present perfect continuous, it's not easy to remember. It's, you know, whatever, plus this, plus that. (laughs) Whatever, plus this. (laughs) (laughs) But once they just start saying it as Mm -hmm. a sentence, it starts to sound quite familiar okay. i have been going that's it to have the or, gym or every has day plus been plus yeah. verb ing that's it exactly yeah but that is hard to compute as you speak in real time oh so they're not I think, doing that yeah yeah I, I take that point that they're probably just thinking it's a chunk of sound and it sounds like i've been yeah. whatever ing. and that is a good way to teach grammar once if was now we're talking a little bit about teaching it yeah because yeah teaching chunks chunks is this big thing of like getting a piece of language like i have been doing something she has been doing something they have been doing and then you just change the verb at the end doing to something else Mm. she's been living here for 10 years he's been riding his bicycle all day yeah i I think it's a combination though i like what you say about just reminding them of the structure yeah and then it kind of goes back and forward and then 
eventually students kind of see it as one thing yeah. together. But the, I guess if we compare beginners to mm. more advanced students, then the beginners probably haven't seen this language before and they haven't heard it before. That's so it would be true. completely new to them. So I think in that situation, things like timelines are useful. Yes. Especially if they don't have that What tense. is a timeline exactly? Can you describe it to me <laughs> well, on it, this podcast? It, it's a line and it's usually got some kind of reference to the present time. So it's like a uh, if you imagine the line with a line down the middle, a horizontal line. Like a cross? A, yeah, a small cross, a, a very small vertical. A stretched cross. <laughs> and that's kind of now and then you, you're drawing or dis you're writing if you want or just using arrows to explain whatever it is that oh, like started in the past okay. and continues or it doesn't continue or okay. it was interrupted. Or you stick an X there to say when something happened, Wobbly if it was past lines, simple. Wavy lines. Okay. Past, is that like continuous, continuous actions mm. between two Xs yeah. in the so past? This helps, I think, for beginners to perhaps um, visualize it mm -hmm. and to see how it works. Um, yeah. That's a good point. And I, so I thought I was going to interrupt you then, but you actually didn't have anything to say. So I'm going to continue. And what I'm going to say is um, some students do have quite a visual <laughs> sense of um, language and seeing that right, rather than like some students will, will see the grammar written in words and it like, you know, um, noun plus verb plus something. And for that, that will be really logical for them. For other students, it might be a timeline and they can actually sort of physically imagine that as a real time in the past, real time in the present. So it's important to present the language in different ways. Yes. Over to you. Well, I think you just summarised what okay. I said, but yeah. And yeah. But they're not the only ways you can do it. I, there are so many different ways of depicting or drawing grammar such as um don't isn't there an exercise where you say to the student here is a sentence like i have been living here for 12 years draw it for me and um, then they sort of draw grammar and it can be like a regular drawing but then the, you know sticking clocks on it or there's just all sorts of ways of interpret. There isn't like time. The timeline is not the only way to express grammar. No, and of course, if you're using um, as a teacher, if you're using books and uh, resources, they have some fantastic methods of mm -hmm. of helping and um, a lot of practice. I think once you've explained it, mm -hmm. um, then you really need to start practicing it to okay. make it have a context right. so that even if the explanation was a bit fuzzy at least then you're using it and there are lots of games and okay you know sentence uh, generating kind of exercises mm -hmm. that the students can then think oh well this is how it applies to my life and okay that's now important. i understand make it real yeah make definitely. it meaningful yeah and and as you said, still have the sentence on the board. So like every time the student makes a mistake, you point to it. Or if you're the student and you think, oh, I can't remember what the form is for mm. the sentence, look at the board. And you've always got that reminder there so that you don't feel lost. And also remember to write it down in your notebook. Mm -hmm. Because probably when you come back to it next week, when the teacher practices the, great, the same grammar again, does a little revision activity at the beginning of the next lesson, you might not be able to remember it. Yeah, 
I think that becomes a bit of an issue as as students progress, um, especially once they get past, say, B1, mm-hmm. intermediate kind of level. Um, some grammar seems to uh, be maybe um, just forgotten a little bit and superseded by new grammar. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of situations where present continuous starts to become dominant um, because yes. they're, they're, maybe the students think, well, this is the, the higher level language now I'm learning, so I need to mm-hmm. just start using this all the time. Okay. Um, they sort of think present simple is a bit simple. Yeah. So they just think, well, I don't want to use present simple anymore because that, that was like, that was elementary now and, okay. I, and I'm now I'm intermediate. So I'm just going to use present continuous all the time sure. or I am going to be using whatever. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's also um, could be influenced from your native language. Sometimes that, yeah. Um, but it's really important, I think, to keep recycling the language, keep going over it. And What do you and, mean recycling? I don't know. Like putting it in the I don't bin. know exactly. <laughs> just come back to it later. Reusing, I should say. Then. Okay. Um, yeah, just I like recycling. Going That's a good back word. over and not just abandoning what you've taught or learned, but revising that Absolutely. and adding it to Absolutely. what you already have. It's like learning anything. You just need to keep repeating it again and again yeah. and again until you've really got it and then come back a week later or a month yeah, absolutely. later. absolutely. But it can be a bit overwhelming, I think, when you realise as a teacher and a student how many tenses there are and how complicated it gets. Yes. And, and then maybe it's a bit demotivating to keep studying it or, yeah. or remembering the correct um, tenses. Yeah. And, and again, you, you might have only three tenses in your language mm. and then you come across English that's got maybe many more yeah. Some people say there could be up to 13. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's so much to Not consider. Not passive and conditionals yeah. and all that. So, yeah. yeah, it can be a bit daunting, I think. Definitely. Okay. And even as a teacher, I think it takes a long time to, to learn it all as well. Oh, and it's terrifying I've when been, you start teaching. Yeah, I've been teaching a long time and I still feel the need to have that note paper written with all the, the form and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm maybe just after 13, 14 years starting to think, well, actually I might know it now, but yeah. um, I still feel I need that little um, comfort blanket of sure. of notes there just in case. It's a good idea, definitely, to be, be prepared because even though you know the language, you might not remember all the form, all the details and everything. Yeah. Okay, good. So um, so that was basically the um, tenses. Yeah, basically. And basically, we've, I think we've summarised that pretty well for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a there nutshell. Are, there are lots of them and you must learn most of them. I, I was going to say as well, it can be a bit, confusing if in American English it's different from British English so students might watch a lot of TV and um, films from America and then as British teachers we might say well you need to use present perfect here Mm, but they didn't hear it in the films so they didn't hear it not they haven't heard it exactly like (laughs) like that didn't you so um, yeah so that can be a bit confusing yeah so all I do is say well you decide and also decide if you want to speak American English or British English or Australian Canadian Mm. all of the other English is it's up to you yeah yeah and it's it's a again as a teacher it's it's good to correct but 
as you say, it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect all the time. No. So it's that balance again, as yes. we've mentioned before, just okay. getting it right so you don't um, hinder the fluency of the student, but Definitely. you're still trying to get the accurate um, grammar as well. Yes. Yeah, and, and the same from the student's point of view. I'm assuming you're talking about from a teacher. I so, think I did say that. And so for a student, like, don't be obsessed with getting everything right. Just try to communicate. If the other person is pulling faces like, I have no idea what you're talking about, then you might need to go back and think, all right, well, how can I say this better in a clearer way? Ask your teacher to help. Yeah, but definitely just use everything. Use everything you've got, um, both teacher and student, but I'd say more student. They should just be really experimenting that's it exactly experiment that's exactly it yeah and there's many different ways so write it speak it try and do as much listening because listening and and reading will both really really help your grammar what about when students say i don't think i need this grammar how often do i need to use third conditional how often do i need to use future perfect or Mm -hmm. whatever that's a great question what do you say I say not often, <laughs> but I might say with with third conditional, for example, it's got some of the language of past perfect, which comes up from time to time. Mm. It's great if you're telling stories. You know, I arrived at home and discovered I had forgotten my keys. I mean, it does happen. These things happen. And also it's got, um, hasn't it got regrets built into it? Yeah, I think that is mainly the use. So these of are past it, modals. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so th- it's got language. Hopefully, by the time you're teaching them third conditional, they've already got the other conditionals. Plus, you might have uh, dabbled with a bit of um, um, modal verbs in the past. Mm. So they've really already got the the foundations of it. And then you say to them, "Now it, you might need to use this." This is how it works, and yeah. you, you decide. I think the thing to to not do, or the thing not to do, is to throw your hands up and say, "Oh yeah, you're right. You don't need it." I don't know. Maybe somebody does do. What was teachers do that? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think I once said uh, when the student asked, "How often do you use uh, future perfect?" Was it future perfect? Like, how long will I have done this thing? Um, they I, they said, "How often do you say that?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, perhaps once this year, or <laughs> today, <you> know, once <laughs> once a year during this lesson." You know, my parents will have been married. Sure, for... but but then you you need to uh, if you're the teacher, you need to ask yourself why you're teaching it. Is it just because <laughs> it's in the course book, Good or point. if you're the student, why is your teacher teaching you this? Like, uh, I I teach it if I'm, for example, talking to people do a lot of planning like for companies they might be doing project planning and then they need to go into a meeting uh, have a presentation and say by the end of this year we will have completed this much i like that and it's it's very specific language for some people it's not for everybody there's no point teaching Mm. to somebody who's never going to see it exactly so don't spend four weeks on it with a conversation class, uh-huh. that's not going to work. No. Um, but yeah, as you say, some industries, some people would yep. actually need it. So I think yep. it's being mindful of the needs of the student and yep. the student also uh, coming back to that idea that you have to tell your teacher. We what said you that need. it was that last the last it's episode. A bit of a mantra now, isn't it? I it think was it's, tell your teacher. Tell your teacher what you need, what exactly. you want, why you're 
speak in English? Or, yeah. uh, what, what? And you don't need to know. I need. You don't need to say. I, I need to learn Future Perfect because I'm no, planning some no, a, a wedding. No. <laughs> but you need to describe as much as possible to your teacher, and the teacher needs to be sensitive to the needs of the student. Yeah. So otherwise, I think it's good just to say um, this is something to think about. You know, if you're teaching a, a general English course to a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, maybe just if you're doing future tenses for making arrangements, just yep. maybe spend 10 minutes just explaining, oh, and there's also this really high, <laughs> scary yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> no? tend to touch on things. I don't say, and then there's this, and then we're not going to learn it. I tend <laughs> oh. to, I just would focus. So again, if you're talking about future arrangements, we've got going to, we've got will, and we've got present continuous. I think for any 45 minute or even 90 minute lesson, I, you don't need more than those. So how three. would you factor in a future perfect? Like, would you have a separate lesson then for yeah, people that weren't for, using for making, it? For making plans, um, for like, just because it's very specific. Okay. I'm it's not like, sure but, I would do that on a, a whole lesson devoted. Like, I think we've just said, haven't we, that it's like, is it worth focusing on it that much no. if... I don't, I don't think, I don't think it. it is. I, I've had so many conversations with students and I've never thought, well, you should have used Future Perfect there. No, so I can't would, you have, would you actually spend a whole lesson on it then? If the student needed it. I said if it was a general English lesson. Did you? Yes. No, I wouldn't. Okay, that was all. So Not if it's, like you said, a conversation class. No, of course not. Okay. Yeah, no. Right, we've been talking about tenses for ages and um, we haven't spoken about sentence order. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have it's quite I've, rigid, isn't it? I've written no notes for this. No. So I'm not going to start quoting how to put <laughs> sentences together. Compared to other languages, I think English is a little bit more um strict, perhaps. Okay. I thought you were gonna say flexible, but you're right. It, no, um, I think it's quite rigid. Fairly the, rigid. The but then order. like adverbs can go they move around a little Some bit. Of them, yeah. They're still quite lot quite serious rules for where they go Um, okay i've seen a few at the beginning middle and end yeah yeah would you want to have a lesson about that nope okay Uh, podcast episode episode maybe you could teach me later (laughs) 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 we'll take turns but um so yeah word order is really important and there's plenty of really good grammar books out there to but i think generally english is quite simple Yes, compared it is. to a lot of languages, because you've you've only got you know he she it verb s that fits into the the sort of that's not really word order, is it? But still, it's important. No, I agree though. There. Word order is pretty much once you've got it right, you shouldn't go wrong too much. Mm. It's just if you make mistakes, then you could end up kind of fossilizing errors. But yeah, fossilizing meaning just very deep. Deep. Hard to solve, hard to change errors. Okay. Um, okay. Or you might sound a bit like Yoda. Okay. Just sound a bit strange, like a bit this formal. I do. Okay. Yeah, and and a bit poetic as well sometimes. Putting prepositions at the beginning yes. or at the end, like for By what, what time will you arrive? Yeah. yeah. For what? Sorry, what was your question? I can't remember. Okay. For, for what am I doing this? Okay. Um. So, yeah, I think these things are easy to fix, which uh-huh. is a positive thing. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Um, but I think we've covered most of it, no? Grammar, yeah, yeah, word so. order, names for words. Um, is there something really obvious that we haven't said? I'll ad lib for a second and you can think about it. Uh, um, <laughs> like, so we've, we've covered, yeah, you said tenses, 
like we started with names of words, so uh, nouns, verbs, adjectives, etc., etc., which we we both agreed are pretty important. Um, do um, phrasal verbs and that kind of thing is that more vocabulary? Yeah, I think that's next week. Okay, and um, that's it then. So yeah, sentence yeah. order. So that's your basic grammar. Okay, recommend a good grammar book. Oh, uh, Michael Vince. Oh, that Anything is good. Anything by him. Okay, he does like what intermediate FCE advanced he's yeah. got. Okay. Yeah. What, what's the real industry standard? Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. Is it blue is intermediate? Just oh, jump straight remember. in there. That's it. So get really, it is very good to get a good grammar book. It gives you some nice foundations. I really like How English Works. That is can't a remember brilliant book. Writers, but. Yeah, because if I say Oxford, I know it's going to be Cambridge. <laughs> so now I've said both of them. Yeah, all of that, those. That's brilliant. The big yellow book. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like that because that's yeah. got the rules. It's got real practice. And it's like they're really everyday senses as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. very realistic. That's really good. Okay. That's good. Okay, so grammar. I think we've we've held to grammar it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, that's brilliant. So um, I want to say thanks to you, M. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. I want to say thanks to all of our listeners all over the world. Um, there are so many lovely people out there listening oh. every week. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel touched. So, finally, uh, any final words? No, no, I'm, I'm Okay, all right. Well, if anybody's got any questions, send us some questions and we will try to answer them for you. Uh, otherwise, see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. It's a date. Bye. Bye.